Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Today on the show, we have Adam Sinkus. His company is called A Purpose Partnership. He's now had this venture for two years, but this is his third go around. So Adam, we want to hear the story of the first two that didn't work. Yeah. So it really the first go around was uh, I tried to start out in a consulting business, came out of years of working in, in call center industry and took a lot of my experience there and had some early early success with getting some consulting gigs and what I knew and what I was really comfortable in, but ultimately lacked lacked a lot of the strategy needed to grow that and to really turn that into an opportunity. It was it was kind of one of those heartbreaking moments after about six, seven months of just a kind of a dry spell. I was like, this this just isn't going to work. That was that was probably six years ago now, seven years ago now. But it was it was a real learning opportunity. The second go around, I came into came into a company and had an opportunity to take some ownership of that company and move that company forward. And, and really, what what I found there was just lack of process, lack of organization. And so as I tried to set that up, it takes take this takes this little thing called capital to put all that together and just wasn't seeing enough of that consistently enough. And so just after after about a year and a half made the timely exit to go, you know what, this is this just isn't gonna isn't gonna come to fruition the way I wanted to. Now I'm on a purpose partnership. It really comes down to having the right partners and the right people in place with you. And that's one thing that I think I've learned along the way is one, don't try and go it alone. And two, surround yourself with people that will build your message, build your vision with you. And that that's really where we come into a purpose partnership is we, I found the right, the right people to surround myself with. My business partner is an amazing supporter, but also he knows this stuff too. He's been around the, the industry for a long time in marketing. And so our combined wisdom is what makes us successful. So what's that secret combined wisdom that works this time? One is one is really just understanding how we sit in a little bit different space than the market, right? I think as you look at marketing, especially now with the internet, you've got everybody is a marketer these days, or they think they are, they took the Google course, you know, they, they've got a couple of LinkedIn certifications and all of a sudden I can build websites and I can be a great marketer for, for people. Right. And, and it's not that those people aren't doing great things. It's just that the, the market is flooded with that. And the focus in businesses like that is often dollars and cents. I'm just going to push to the next project, the next deal, the next deal, the next deal. It's speed, it's, it's speed and it's it's dollar-based, not value-based. And we've reimagined that approach and just started thinking about how do we provide value to our network? How do we provide value to our clients? How do we provide value to our team members? How do we provide value first, right? And then we let the work speak for itself. We, we take senior-level strategic mindset, meaning we've got tons of experience in building marketing plans and marketing strategies, we take that and we bring it to a tactical level, right? Where we partner with our companies and treat them like humans first. So is that how you're bringing value? That's absolutely how we're bringing value. I don't know if your LinkedIn is anything like mine, but 
I get like probably 10 to 15 sales pitches a day. And they're the, here, look at my company. I do this great thing and I'm going to get you X amount of results by my stuff. And, and that's, that's the first interaction you have with those folks. And it's just so cold. There's no relationship there. There's no human to that. There's no, there's no value to that, honestly. As we look at how sales, how the world, the landscape has changed, especially when we look at the, the millennials and Gen Z, we start to realize that there's a huge desire for a human first approach in the world. And so when we start with a human first approach, whether it's how we talk about sales, how we introduce ourselves to people, how we treat our clients, how we treat our employees, how we treat our friends, how we treat our family, all of that begins the relationships that turn into sales, that turn into business, that turn into opportunities. It's one of those things that I think we get lost in this dollars. I've got to make X amount of dollars. I've got to make X amount of dollars. Well, we all have bills, but that takes care of itself in my business because I start with how do we treat people as a human? How do we partner with them? How do we become side by side in stride working with them, not just working for a paycheck? Just before you came on, I was watching a TikTok of Gary Vee and he Mm -hmm. says, you set this number and now you have pressure. It's like, just work really hard, do really good work. And at the end of the day, you'll, you'll hit that number. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting because we put oftentimes in business, we put the wrong pressures on ourselves. And I think, I think you have to look at this in realms of where you're at in your business. So starting out, my first goal is not to make a number. My first goal is to make a sale at the level that I want to make that sale. So for it could be $500, it could be $5,000, whatever that is, that's my goal is to make one sale at that point. My next goal is then how do we start to become profitable month over month, right? So let's get profitable and then let's figure out what that, what that looks like and how we can repeat it. And then from there, we can start setting, okay, what do long-term projections look like? And it's not necessarily a number. It could be the amount of sales. It could be we measure more on how many deals are we getting a month? And that helps us. We know what those, what, what we should expect in value from those deals. But we know that as long as we have X amount of conversations, we're going to close our two, three, four deals a month that we need to close because we've had the conversations because we've built the relationships. And so taking the pressure of always thinking about things in terms of I need to make X amount of dollars, you know, out of the picture brings back that human aspect to it. What do those conversations look like for you? Really, honestly, it's, it's starting off with conversations like this. What's important to you? What do you like to do? What do you, what are you struggling with in your company? How can we support your company? You know, it's finding the path that brings mutual benefit, right? And I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, if I could do this for free for you, absolutely I would. I love what I do every day. Unfortunately, we have we have bills, we have life. It, it is the way of the world. And so we've got to talk about what the value is. And, and we establish value of the outcome before we talk about value of what it costs, right? And, and so 
if that means that and, and value is this, does that mean that you can spend three hour, three or four more hours a week with your kids because you don't have to worry about marketing your business? Does that mean that you don't have to worry about learning how to develop websites because, well, you're just not a technical person? That's a value. Does that mean you can focus on going out and selling more stuff, which drives revenue, which drives everything that you're doing in your business? What is that value for you? And then how do we help you establish that value? And so taking that approach has really led to allowing people to think about, okay, I don't have to worry about if it costs me $4,000 a month for my marketing, I don't have to worry that I'm not going to make that up in the back end. What I need to worry about is how I'm going to continue to excel while they do what they're experts at. It's always good to rely on experts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the expert proposition is this. Yeah, we 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 believe truly that there's tasks get kind of put into like three buckets. There's the things you're really good at, and that's what you should be doing. The things you there's the things that you despise doing, and those are the things you need to get rid of off your plate. And then there's the things that you're unskilled at. Only one of, you should only be doing the things you really love to do and that you're really good at. Everything else you should let somebody else do that. It's going to take you more time, more effort, more energy to work on those tasks than it will be to bring somebody in that absolutely loves doing that. For instance, bookkeeping. I despise bookkeeping. I'm not, I'm decent at it, but I despise it. So what do we do? We have We have somebody that takes care of that. In your experience, have you found that overall you end up, your business grows faster, you make more money? Absolutely. Yeah. We started last year, officially April 1st of last year, and we're going to, we, we hit pretty close to a six figure first year, which is, which is pretty, pretty good because it's just two of us. So this year we're looking at probably five times in that five to six times that just simply because we focused on finding people that see the mutual value of what we do. We find clients that are focused on the relationship. We find clients that are focused on letting us be the experts and trusting our judgment. In fact, we fired, we fired clients this year because culturally they didn't align with us. The work just wasn't something that we were passionate about or the topic wasn't something we were passionate about. And each time we fired a client this year, we picked up two to three new clients immediately after that. And it's, it's the testament that when you focus on the things that are important to you and the things that, are, that really drive your personal growth and your personal excitement, positive things happen out of that. Are you focused on a particular industry or is it more just the people? More just the people, honestly, and, and this may sound, may sound a little bit backwards, but as a marketing company, outside of posting on social media, we don't do a whole lot of marketing. Everything we do is referral based. Everything we've, most of our growth has been through conversations that we've had within our networks and creating those conversations. But as for like formal going out and running Google ads or running LinkedIn ads or anything like that, like. We don't, we don't do a whole lot of that. We don't need to do a whole lot of that because we've created a community around us of people that want to be around us, that want to work with us, that want to 
tell people that they're working with us. And that in itself has helped drive forward progress in our business. It, what advice would you have for a new entrepreneur, some young entrepreneurs out there? So number one is I would say find find a trusted confidant, somebody that you can go to in the darkest days that will understand your struggles, your frustration, because it's going to happen and it's going to be real and have that person on standby. It's even better if you can bring them into your business, right? And that That's where I've tried to do this on my own. I've done it as partnerships and currently we're seeing huge success as a partnership as a result of having that confident in the business that we can bounce ideas, we can bounce those frustrations and go, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. And, and that helps hugely. The other thing I would say is make a plan. Early on, first thing you should do is make a plan. What does it look like to get this thing off the ground? Who are you talking to? What are you talking to them about? What's your service? What's your product? How much are you going to sell that thing for? How much do you have to sell it for, first of all? Because there, there is a bottom number. Everybody has a number to pay rent, to pay your bills, things like that. So what do you have to sell it for so you can make ends meet, so you can continue to do those great things? But then think about who else is in the marketplace. What are they selling it for? What are they looking at? And plan out at least your first six months to a point where you're starting to look at, I'm make, actually making money beyond just paying my bills. So if our listeners wanted to reach out to you for your services or your company, how would they do so? Best way is hit me up on LinkedIn. I believe I am the only Adam Sinkus. There might be one other out there, but that's the best way to find me. Connect with failure to success in the connect message. That way I know where you came from um, and I'll make sure I connect with connect with you and have a conversation. Everything starts from a conversation. And so that's, yeah, that, that's where I start every, most of my conversations at this point. Well, thank you, Adam, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.